Welcome to the Barfly Podcast Season 3. My name is Jeff Burkhart, Barfly columnist for the Murn IJ and author of the book 20 Years Behind Bars, The Spirit of Adventures of a Real Bartender, and its sequel, 20 Years Behind Bars, Parole Denied. Today, my co-host is Kevin Blum, restaurant consultant and former community director of the online review site Yelp. Welcome, Kevin. Have a drink on me. Welcome again to the Barfly Podcast. We're here with Susanna Suvest who was one of the former owners of Le Garage in, in Sausalito and has opened several other restaurants. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Let's talk a little bit about the Le Garage situation. My husband and I sold the Le Garage to our partner Bruno about two years ago as we decided to start a new venture of a distillery in Marin. We've been working on it uh, ever since. <laughs> so that was pre-COVID. You made a decision to kind of get one foot out of the restaurant business Yes. And uh, one foot into the distilling business. Exactly. Pre-COVID, we decided we needed a new challenge. We needed to, to do something, diversify outside the restaurant business and try something new. And were there some factors that kind of inspired that decision? Staffing, for sure. We started to feel a, a little bit of challenges in finding staff for the restaurants. And we've been in the restaurant, we had been in the restaurant business for about 10 years by then, and we were looking just for a new challenge. The staffing issue was, was an issue before COVID. The staffing issue was starting to become an issue before COVID. We were, we just couldn't find, we could find staff, we could find enough staff, whereas in, during COVID we couldn't find any staff. We could find enough staff, but you didn't really, couldn't really pick and choose. And that's been kind of a, a cycle that a lot of people are, a, a lot of people blame the whole labor shortage on COVID, but that, that's not entirely true. No, I don't think it's true. We were definitely struggling with it pre-COVID as well. And part of that reason is, I mean, the restaurant business is a hard job. It's a hard job. They can do, you know, a lot of workers can do something else, have better hours, better pay. Why be on a hotline at, during, the, during the evening when you could be with home with your family? But you have to have a passion for it uh, in order to do it, I think. You and do have to have a passion. There's still great people out there. There's still, we still have wonderful employees that have been with us from, from day one, but they're, they're hard to find now. And then you also have Fast Food Francais, F3. Mm -hmm. But that's evolving, isn't it? Yes, yeah, so we actually clo just closed um, F3 in Sausalito. We're going to be opening a new Mediterranean restaurant called Zalta. Which, what, what was the impetus for Zalta? The, well, the impetus for, well, for closing F3 was that it's, it was about nine years. Which is a long time. Which is a long time. It? And during that time, COVID happened. So we were, <laughs> we were ready for a new challenge again. We like the challenges. <laughs> and we, we just thought Mediterranean food is some food that we really, really enjoy, my husband and myself. There's nothing, there's not too many restaurants that are Mediterranean Marin, and we, we thought, why not? It seems like a good fit for Sausalito and a good fit for the for the. Will that entail a remodel or, a, I mean, obviously you're reconcepting, but um, yes. I mean, you're in a great location in Sausalito. Yeah, we have a great, the restaurant is a, has wonderful bones, so we didn't change too much. We're just doing a cosmetic, like full cosmetic remodel. It'll look totally different, but basic structures will stay the same. Are you going to focus, is there going to be a focus on to-go food or anything like that? Well, we've, you know, to-go food has sort of been our bread and butter for the last <laughs> few, over <laughs> the last year or two. And when you're but, French, that's saying a lot. Yeah. No, <laughs> so we will keep up the to-go, but I don't think that's going to be our main focus. We're trying, I mean, hopefully diners are going to be back in the restaurant and we're excited to have them. And we will do, still support those who want to do to-go, but we hope to have everyone 
Inside, inside and out. And that, so that starts in November. Yep. That's exciting. Put a lot on your plate altogether. I mean, so you've also started Alamar Spirits, where you're focusing on, on artisanal gin and, and vodkas right at the moment, right? Correct. Yes, we have a lot going on. We're remodeling a restaurant, and we are we have started a distillery in Marin. Um, I've started distilling in January, started selling over the summer, and we're very focused on vodka right now and, and two different kinds of gin. And what are those two different kinds? We have a London dry gin and we have a gin made with um, macroot lime and lemongrass. So the London dry is that more juniper heavier style? It, it is a more traditional gin, gin style, um, juniper forward. And then the macroot lime is more citrus forward. Great. Okay. And a macroot lime is? Macroot lime is also um, also called the kefir lime. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, we've learned a racist term, so we're, <laughs> 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 we're going. <laughs> well, sometimes those are, you know, like the chinois was yeah. the other one. Yeah. I, when I found out what that meant, I'm like, oh, that's probably not a very good yeah. thing to yeah. say. Yeah. But anyway, so, uh, yeah. and so that product is out already. Yes, all three of them are out already. And you're yeah. distributing them locally in Marin We are County? distributing locally. They're at Nuggets Market and... Do you have any Adam. restaurants that have picked it up yet? Pico. Pico, okay. Pico, I think Bugalo 44. Okay. Two as well, but I'm not quite sure. Our distributor does a lot of the sales. I'm not quite sure exactly where it is. And your distributor is also local. Our distributor is local. And it's a family that lives in Mill Valley, and that's Planet Wine. And so eventually you, you hope to get your inroads in the Marin County market and then expand beyond that? Yes, we're working on um, expanding to San Francisco now, getting in some restaurants and markets there as well. LA would be next. <laughs> <laughs> and then the world. And then the world. Yes. <laughs> Take over the world. <laughs> LA might be the world. Yes. For some people, yeah. right? But your, your facility is up here in Nevada at Belmer and Keys and you're distributing it from there or, or you're making it all up here. We are making it all in Nevada. And your still is kind of a different different sort of item. Yes. Right? We, it's not your traditional column still. It is not a traditional still. We imported it from uh, Bordeaux in France and it's a custom made still and there's only two in the US. Not too many in the world. And we're, um, yeah, it makes a very uh, ultra-premium spirit. Typically uh, used to make uh, fine cognacs or Armagnac. Armin- yeah, yeah, and brandies. Yep, yeah. that's, it's that type of still. Which is yeah. a... A, a Charente style still. Utilizing that for, vod- or for gin and vodka is a little bit different. It's a little bit different, but it's, we find makes it an excellent vodka and without sort of the huge high uh, volume batches that a lot of distilleries are doing. And it's pretty to look at, too. It's very pretty to look at, yes. Lots of copper. So are you hoping to open a tasting room up here? We will hope to, hope to open a tasting room maybe within a, a year or so. But that's a licensing. In the, that's in the a lot of licensing. We'd probably have to move facilities to do it, and it would, it would be a lot of work. We're mostly focused on production right now and just getting started. Because one of the ironies of the liquor business is you can't even sell your product directly to your own restaurant. That's correct. We sell to our distributor and then our restaurant buys from the distributor. <laughs> right. People don't understand that there's always got to be a middleman. Constant to jump through and regulations to follow that are always changing. <laughs> and Yes. And, yeah. th- and that's the key. Yeah. They're always changing. Yeah. Like, like, for instance, the cocktails to go just became law, apparently, just recently. Yeah, this week. So, yeah. Yeah. so we'll see how that affects the cocktail business in, in the long right. run. Right now you're making the three products mm-hmm. and you're planning on introducing a couple more? We are planning on introducing Piment Despolette vodka, flavored vodka. Spicy. Spicy vodka. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For Bloody Marys pepper. and that sort of thing? Yeah. 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 And then next we'll probably do a aged gin and possibly some whiskey. But whiskey's one of those, another, you have to age it. You have to age it. Exactly. And there's a minimum requirement. <laughs> yes, so that's, that's two years out probably. Yes, yeah, yeah, there's all sorts of requirements once you start aging and, and getting into whiskeys. But one of the great things about the liquor business as opposed to the restaurant business is the ability to scale down your staff. Restaurants are known for having to support enormous staffs 
which is why they're not particularly cost effective a lot of the time where distilleries operate as pretty bare bones. Exactly, yeah, that's one of the reasons that we, my husband and I were interested in doing it. When we were facing the staffing shortages pre-COVID, we thought, what could we do by ourselves? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And this sort of came up as a, as a great option that was really intriguing for us. And, and it's still just us uh, doing it today. So, and we hope to keep it that way for a while. And your favorite cocktail is a vodka martini. It's a dirty vodka martini. Dirty vodka martini. With Alamir vodka. With Alamir vodka. That's <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> Just out of curiosity, how, did you years ago think you would ever be in this kind of line of work? Not years ago, no. No, no. no. We were pretty focused on the restaurant business for a long, long time. And then we just decided to, to branch out and do something different. And this just made sense to us. And that was all pre-COVID. That so was all you, pre-COVID, you, that, that, yes. you were thinking about that before the hammer came down, shall we say? For sure. Right? For sure. Which yes. I'm yeah. sure only exacerbated the situation. Yeah, we've been thinking about it. I mean, we started the process about four years ago. And you were pretty much self-taught, right? Self-taught, yep. We did, we did. I did an internship in, at a distillery in Seattle, and my husband and I did an internship at a distillery in France who have the same still as us. So yeah, and then I've done a lot of research, read a lot of books. The research <laughs> yeah. is the fun part. Research right? is the fun part, yeah. <laughs> it's also fun to be able to just pick what you, we can do. I mean, a, a restaurant, you're sort of confined to, I mean, you can change the dishes, you can change the wine, but here it's kind of like the world is our oyster. What, what alcohol we could do next it's, it's very fun and it's creative and you're not subject to customer demand it's certainly not up front because no. you don't have any customers That's exactly right? exactly yeah and so you're not trying to say well what do i have to do to please sam or frank right. or, or annie or whatever mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. you're you yeah. this is really much more of an artistic expression yes yeah at least out of the gate i'm sure, For sure. At some point. we need to obviously we'll still a business still a business and see what sells but it is fun to can do some side projects that maybe you just want to do for fun that you're not going to put in a supermarket. That's for your, just for your loyal customers who want to try new things from you. So on sale obviously is is the uh, is the primary goal, right? Restaurants and bars and that sort of thing initially. Yes. But then of yes. course you want to appeal to the market. Yes. Are you planning on doing any canned cocktails or anything? We're like not that? planning on doing that right now, although. That is pretty big, and a lot of distilleries are seem to be doing canned cocktails as their thing. But and that might come down the road, but I guess it could suppose could it, it could come down the road. I'm not wild about it, but it could come down the road. So the original focus is to focus on small distillations mm-hmm. of premium product and do that well. Yes. And and then get that out to the customers who might 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 be interested. Exactly. In that. Yeah. And certainly around here. Marin County, Sonoma County, San Francisco are all very wide open to that sort of thing right now. They are, they are. So it's ironic that, you know, there's a lot of these companies springing up that are brand new, but you've been planning this for four years. We've been planning it for four years, but we are brand new, really. Right. <laughs> yeah. But that's a good a good mechanism for people to understand that that's how long it ta- can yeah. take to get something going, right? If yeah. you're actually going to do it. Because, uh, you know, I mean, uh, the grain to glass thing, a lot of people bandy that around, but... I mean, you can fire up a still just about anywhere. You can get one from mm-hmm. China. You can get one from you know mm-hmm. South America or wherever yeah. that that um, practically online. Now. Yeah, you literally can buy one online. <laughs> Where something yeah. like the the French still that you have here is yeah. is quite complex, mm-hmm. kind of a whole different animal. It took a lot of a lot of time to get this still here. You Whereas guys we... are a four year overnight success. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And so where do you go from here? Do you, do you, do you think having a foot in both industries is, is the, way, the way forward for you? Obviously, since you're, just, you're opening a new restaurant. Y- yes, I right? think that is the way forward for us. I mean, we, we still love the restaurant business. We want to stay with it. We're still passionate about, my husband's a chef. He's still passionate about being a chef. He, he loves it. He doesn't want to change. And then this is, you know, feeds another, 
another one of our passions that we've grown to love and that we really hope to grow and and you could do together too. and we can do them together yeah right. yeah we, we make a good team so you had a funny because uh, your, your your daughter you said you wanted to be a pastry chef my and, younger and, daughter wants to be a pastry chef yes. and your feelings about that are a little <laughs> my ambiguous. feelings about that are make what she wants at home and because <laughs> <laughs> it's well, a hard business it's a very hard business to be in i don't particularly want to encourage my kids to do that but if that's their passion i would be i would be open to it but i'm not going to push them <laughs> to the late nights and the long hours, long hours, and hours yeah. so don't worry about tomorrow take it for today please join us next time when we welcome joseph Berman, better known as h the man behind elixir in san francisco and one of the progenitors of the mixology movement in san francisco my name is jeff burkhardt thanks for listening